Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Having a fantastic day wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Let me restart because I didn't officially have Facebook up and running. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope wherever you are across this great country or this great land, you are having a fantastic Monday. We got a lot to get into. Brand new t-shirt, Top Gun style. If you like Top Gun, and if you don't like Top Gun, you shouldn't be watching this show or listening to it. Brand new Outkick Top Gun style shirt. Encourage you to go get it. Clay Kyle special. And I want to tell you right off the top, go sign up for the Outkick VIP. Some of you say, why do you always advertise the Outkick VIP? The answer is because it's a really good deal. And also because the Outkick VIP alone is becoming such a big part of our business that we don't even have to hardly think about gambling or advertising dollars uh, or uh, all of the things that are coming for the podcast network. We have got so many different angles to hit uh, that, uh, that I'm just absolutely thrilled about it. But we got a lot to get to. I'm going to get to the coronavirus in a moment, but I want to go ahead and give you out there, they just released SEC Week 1 schedule. Uh, the SEC Week 1 schedule, here it is. Alabama will open at Missouri. Florida will open at Ole Miss. Georgia will open at Arkansas. Kentucky will open at Auburn. Mississippi State will open at defending champion LSU. University of Tennessee on the road at South Carolina. And Vanderbilt at Texas A&M. Not a lot of fireworks in week one. The rest of the SEC schedule is coming out at 7 p.m. Eastern about four hours from now. Uh, I would say probably the most interesting game on this list is, in my opinion, either Florida at Ole Miss, just to see how Lane Kiffin does against Dan Mullen, or Tennessee at South Carolina. Will Muschamp, not a very good year last year. Jeremy Pruitt's Vols played decently. Muschamp has typically owned the Vols. I would say those are the two best. I understand that Alabama is going to be highly rated. But I don't think the Alabama at Missouri game is going to be very interesting. So I would say uh, that is interesting. I also think Mike Leach going on the road against LSU will get a lot of attention with Mississippi State uh, heading down to the Bayou. So that is the uh, that is the opening of the uh, of the college football season SEC wise. That will start on September the twenty sixth. All right now. I got a tee off right off the top here. The SEC dunking all balls in the face style on the Big Ten today because the Big Ten dumpster fire continues to get hotter. It's spreading. I don't know how this could be any more of a mess for Kevin Warren than it is right now. Let me run you through the latest. Penn State Athletic Director Sandy Barber, she said she doesn't know if there was a vote taken The University of Minnesota's president just came out and said they didn't really have a vote. They just kind of talked about it. 
this is an unmitigated disaster for Kevin Warren and the Big Ten. And if you go back and look at my tweets, this is why I said it was so significant that every university president should have to publicly vote for whichever side of the, of the equation they came down on. If you were in favor of canceling the fall football season, your name should be attributed to a yes vote. If you were opposed to it, you should get a no vote. It should have to happen publicly. Having this debate behind closed doors and allowing university presidents to avoid having to answer for it represents everything that is wrong with trying to protect people who are in positions of authority for having to answer for the decisions that they make. Look, at Big Ten schools, students are going to class, they are living in dorms, they are eating in cafeterias, they are even playing intramural sports. And yet, they are not actually going to be able to play games this fall despite the fact that they can train for 20 hours a week. This is totally illogical. I feel bad for Big Ten fans. I feel bad for Big Ten players. I feel bad for Big Ten parents. And I understand why if you're a parent of a Nebraska, a Michigan, an Ohio State, an Iowa, or a Penn State parent, you want the season to happen this year. I'm with you. On Monday, a week from today, all three of my sons will be in physical uh, location schools. Uh, whether you are uh, whether you're 12 years old, 9 years old, or 5 year old, 7th grader, 4th grader, kindergartner. They matter more to me than anything in the world. As a parent, it's time for them to be back in person in schools. The data is clear. 67,000 pediatricians said it should happen. The CDC said it should happen. I just did a podcast with uh, Alex Berenson that I would encourage you guys to go listen to. Also did a Will Kane podcast, Wins and Losses, Search It Out, long-form conversations uh, at Clay Travis. If you go, sorry, type in Clay Travis, you type in OutKick, you can find it. Uh, 50, I believe, is the number on August 1st. Kids 15 and under have died of the coronavirus in this country. 13,000. 13,000 kids 15 and under have died of something other than the coronavirus. Let me repeat that stat because it's mind-blowing. Since the coronavirus outbreak, 50-ish, 53 I think is the number, kids 15 or under have died of the coronavirus and really have died with the coronavirus. The reality is over 15,000 I think it is have died of something other than the coronavirus. All right, I want to make sure I get that stat right. So I'm going to go grab it. All right, I want to make sure that I get Alex Berenson's stat right here. So I just walked away over to my radio studio uh, and made sure I got this down. 45 kids, my bad. 45 kids under the age of 15 have died with the coronavirus in the United States since, since this outbreak began. Putting that into context, 13,000, 13,000 kids 15 and under have died of something other than the coronavirus. I want to repeat that because it's such a mind-blowing statistic. 45 kids have died with the coronavirus under the age of 15 since the coronavirus outbreak began. 13,000 kids 15 and under have died of something other than 
the coronavirus. That is unbelievable to even contemplate. Yet we have shut down schools, kindergarten, all the way through grad school. Everybody needs to be back in school. And by the way, the Corona Bros out there are going to lose their mind over the college kids who are going to test positive when they return to campus. This is inevitable. What needs to happen is how many of those kids are having serious health-related issues? Almost zero. Almost zero of them because on a college campus you're more likely to die of alcohol poisoning than you are of the coronavirus. You are more likely to overdose. You're more likely to be murdered. You are more likely to die in a traffic accident. You are more likely to die of the seasonal flu. All of those things are more deadly to your average college-age kid than the coronavirus is. So you can't allow the corona bros to beat the drum of cancellation. You have to fight back against them and their fear porn. And here's some data points that are important on the coronavirus right now. All right? Positive tests, as I have been telling you for months, are inevitable. Kids are going to be fine. All right? Here are the latest data points. 5.5% positive on Sunday. All right? 5.5% positive on Sunday. As you run through, that is the lowest number since June of positive test cases. Okay? For the Corona Bros out there. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, just said they had only 2,760 new cases today in Florida. That is the fewest since June 21st in the state of Florida. Also data, and I know the Corona Bros are allergic to facts and data, but here is further data. ER visits are down 60% since July 7th. Hospital admissions are down 60% since July 21st. This is the state of Florida. Current patients are down 40% since July 21st. 26.4% of all hospital beds are available and 23% of all ICUs are available. That is double the number of ICU beds and hospital beds that were available in the state of Florida before the coronavirus outbreak started. All of the people out there running around screaming the hospitals are going to be overloaded are wrong. Florida has now been through the worst of it. So has Arizona. So has Texas. They produced a fraction of the death rate in New York. Interestingly, interestingly, the overall peak, if you look at it, in New York and, uh, sorry, in the Northeast and in the South is nearly identical, which supports the idea that at some point in time, this virus, like all viruses, basically just burns out. The number of people that can be infected and are going to get it, get it, and then everything else that we're doing is a lot of cosmetic theater. There's a hypothesis that's true. And that would be predicated on looking at what happened in the Northeast and comparing it to the South where the responses weren't similar at all. They had an aggressive lockdown in the Northeast. They shut everybody up in their house for a long time. In the South, they didn't do it. They didn't wear masks in the Northeast for most of the time. They did wear masks at the end in the South. All of it 
basically suggests that it doesn't really matter that much what you do. Virus is gonna virus. And the idea that we're somehow gonna stop a virus from spreading is a fundamentally broken idea. There are only two ways that a virus dies out. Either we get a vaccine and I hope we get a vaccine at some point in time and it works flawlessly but it seems like the likelihood of that happening this year relatively low at least a widely distributed one or we get herd immunity. And what may well be the case even the New York Times is writing this today is the herd immunity threshold is way lower than what we were initially told. Again, when the New York Times is writing it you know that the theory is now out in the mainstream in a big way. Potentially, it could be as low as 20% is all we need to have herd immunity. Because a lot of people, it appears to be the case, may already have some T-cell immunity as a result. I believe if you look at the graph in the Northeast that the one in the South is going to be very similar. It is going to decline in a rapid fashion. The number of infections are going to decline rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. So we need to get people back to work. We need to get people back to school and we need to be playing college athletics sooner rather than later. Couple of things here. Uh, Back to the Big Ten debacle. Nebraska, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, all of those parents have said that not only do they believe the Big Ten should not have canceled, they are in favor of actually continuing the season and allowing their sons to play. That's hundreds of parents of Big Ten athletes. In so saying that, they have the same opinion evidently as Kevin Warren, Big Ten commissioner, whose son, Powers, is actually going to play today for Mississippi State as practice begins in the SEC. I want you to listen to this carefully. The Big Ten commissioner's own son is playing in the SEC this fall making the choice to play even though the Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren is not allowing any Big Ten athletes to make the same decision. This is the very definition of hypocrisy. Now, look, I understand. I got three boys. If you have kids, you know that there are many times you may tell them one thing and they do the opposite. But once they get to be 18 years old, your kids deserve the right to make decisions as adults. And I don't begrudge Mississippi State football player Powers Warren for making the decision to play college football this fall. I would make the decision to hopefully have one of my kids play college athletics if they were on campus just like I'm happy with the decision that my kindergartner, my fourth grader, and my seventh grader are all going to be in person at school on Monday. This is what needs to happen. We have to kill this fear porn narrative that is out there. That you're going to die if you walk outside of your house. The media has done a horrible job of explaining basic truth and honesty and accuracy when it comes to the real dangers of the coronavirus. Every sport should be playing. The Big, Tw- the Big Ten should be playing. The Pac-12 should be playing. This is a fundamental failure of the Corona Bros in the sports media at not being under able to understand basic data and basic analytics where we are right now. Um, and 
Again, the fact that the Big Ten presidents did not have a public vote and have to go on the record and actually make a public statement about what they believe is, I believe, a miscarriage of college football justice. They should have to go on the record and say whether they support canceling all sports for the fall or not. All right? That is the way that the decision should be made beyond any question at all and it should be happening in a public forum. This is an embarrassment for the Big Ten. Kevin Warren, the commissioner, has not been up to the job. I don't blame his son for wanting to play but he hasn't even addressed. I wrote an article about it. I effectively asked a question. Do you have a statement to make about whether or not your own son playing is still okay in your mind? I can't wait for the footage of the Big Ten commissioner sitting in a football game in Starkville watching his team play because I think that not only is the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC going to play, I think they're going to play with fans present. I think we're going to have around 25% capacity for college football games at almost all of the schools all over the SEC. Let me repeat that. Not only do I think that college football is going to play in the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, I think there are going to be around 25% of fans present. The Big Ten has fundamentally failed. I feel bad for their fans, for their players, and for their coaches. The Pac-12 has also fundamentally failed. But the Big Ten has been an incompetent dumpster fire of an organization. All right? I appreciate all of you. We are going to be live on uh, Lock It In slash Fox Bet Live here momentarily. I would encourage all of you to sign up for the OutKick VIP. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel as all of my kids keep telling me to tell you to do so. Uh, we did 10 million video views of OutKick last month in July. We may double that this month. Let me repeat that. I was blown away. I don't even know. We did 10 million video views and a huge percentage of them are coming out of YouTube where we're signing up subscribers like crazy. You can search out OutKick and there will be a YouTube feed there as well. I appreciate all of you. I never would have believed that I was going to become the biggest uh, adherent of Big Ten football anywhere in the country. It's a big upset to me as well. But I feel for you Big Ten fans over the failed leadership that you have had to endure. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the Show. Go subscribe to this on podcast as well. Great podcast with Alex Berenson coming up soon. I appreciate all of you. Kisses from me to all of you. God bless the SEC for putting out their week one schedule. Now, let's get back to some football Let's get ready to roll, boys. Love all of you. See ya. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Facebook. See y'all.